Hey guys, so this year, Christian Music Guys are heading to the K-Love Fan Awards in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we get to go hang out with some of our favorite artists, uh, get to know them, and dig a little deeper on what's going on in their lives. But we want you to be a part of the conversations we have. So what we'd like for you to do, if you could go to our podcast page on Apple Podcast, leave a review letting us know who your favorite artist is, and then let us know a question that you'd like for us to ask them, and we'll get it answered for you. And we'll feature it on one of our upcoming episodes of the Christian Music Guys podcast. So go, leave the review today, uh, send those questions in. We have a couple weeks before we go. Hey, this is Matt from the band I Am They, and you're listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. On today's show, we sit down with I Am They, who just got off the Winter Jam tour. They have hit songs such as Scars and Faithful God. If you're driving, sit back, buckle up, and let's get into today's show. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys podcast, the podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. Fellas, y'all like McDonald's. I do. I just had it yesterday. Oh, I I had a quarter pounder with cheese. Well, not ashamed. Not ashamed. Robin Gracie Jones from Crystal Lake in Illinois was renovating their house from built in the 50s when they noticed these two 60 foot long hidden murals in their house. Says Rob was in the bathroom replacing the old toilet paper fixture. As he pulled the fixture out, he noticed a rolled up piece of cloth bunched up inside the wall. The couple had no idea they were about to discover decades old fast food. At this point, we're both looking at each other, wondering if we'd be calling the police because we just uncovered evidence from a crime scene. But they were relieved to find that it was just old McDonald's bags. They then took the bag into their kitchen and carefully opened it. Inside the bag, they found two hamburger wrappers and some half-eaten decade-old french fries that were crispy and brown. They said, we saw the fries and they were like, this is unreal. How on earth are these fries in the bag and they are so preserved well? They said there was no scent or no smell to them, but they know it was they were really old because the logo on the wrapper was from 1955. And the logo, it had the original mascot named Speedy. I guess that was like the original mascot from McDonald's. So the fries had to be anywhere between from 1955 to 1961 because that was the mascot Speedy from those years. So those fries and those wrappers were sitting inside of their wall for that many years. I would have taken a bite. I probably wouldn't have, even though there is there is a picture online. If you go and just Google it, there is a picture of the French fries. And they they even said in the article they picked up the fries and the, the fries were intact. They never crumbled or anything. How does it not mold? Is it is it fake? It's gotta be fake. It's McDonald's. preservatives. Yeah. 
It's preservatives. You know, it's I I I left. There was one um winter, I guess, that I had bought a bunch of dollar uh burgers and apparently was carrying them around this was when I was a teenager, and apparently I was carrying them around in my coat pocket because that's what you do when you're a teenager. And I left uh, a McDonald's cheeseburger in my pocket and it sat all summer in my winter coat and I busted out my coat next winter, reached in the pocket. There was the cheeseburger. It looked like I had never touched it. it. looked brand new. Obviously it was hard, but man, they put so much preservatives in it that, um, yeah, I think it'll stay good like that for, for a while. I'm wondering if the McRib would do that. <laughs> Hold that long. Who knows? Makes me wonder what it does to my insides. <laughs> so let's get into the episode with I Am They. Um, oh, I just saw like a countdown. I don't know if something is about to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's normal. It's, that's normal. That's all part of it. <laughs> okay. I was it's like, normal. should I wrap it up? Like I have three seconds. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry about that. <laughs> They're like, you're talking too no. much. <laughs> uh, no, I... I uh, she posted something today just about how music used to be, how it was like, um, and I get it. Like nowadays we're all releasing like singles and you got to drop content just like, you know, as, as quick as you can or whatever. But she's talking about like the days when it was like, remember when your favorite artist like put out a whole record and then went away for like a couple years or whatever it was like, they just disappeared while they went and like lived their lives and, had experiences and started creating and and then you you got to like put have this physical piece of music in your hands Mm -hmm. that you would like Mm -hmm. scan through the booklet and look through all the people that created the thing and like who produced it who played guitar on this or that and like all that kind of stuff you know like i still have those those records like some of my first like our band started from a bunch of worship leaders and so I th- that was little seeds dropped in me back in like Chris Tomlin's first records where his little spiky hair. And he had, uh, I remember one of the f- the first records I had of his was like, had the, the chord sheets, uh, yeah. before they put like Nashville chord structures, like on the chord yeah. sheets, it was like the actual G D F sharp, like the actual chords, you know, yeah. laid out on the, like in the booklet. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. Um, but yeah, now we're, now we're just spitting out music. We can't, we, we don't even know our own songs. They're coming out so fast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, I watched, I watched, um, I can only imagine the movie and there was a part in there where they, you know, recorded, I can only imagine the song and, uh-huh. The guy like drives away on the FedEx van- in the van and they have the tape and they're, I guess, Amy Grant's people are like, we want you to record the song with Amy or something like that. And they're like, oh my gosh, stop the van, stop the van. I was like, that's so funny. Like back in the day, they had to actually hand you a physical tape of a single, you know, and it's totally different now. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Well, Matt, you guys just got off of Winter Jam. How'd that Woo! go? It was, it was, how do I describe it? <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> it was awesome, man. It was, it was such an honor, man, to be out there. 
Um, there's some incredible people out there and I, I just feel like, I mean, it, it, I, I obviously I don't want to like down talk anybody else on my band. I, that's not what I'm trying to say here, but like, I think all of us were just kind of, we still are just like the band that's going like, God, what the, what the heck are we doing out here? Like, this is, we just feel so honored to be out there with, uh, you know, Torin Wells was out there and, um, Skillet was headlining and KB and Colton Dixon and some of these guys, man, they're just, they're so talented, um, at what they do. And, um, I praise the Lord that he's been able to use our music in whatever capacity, but, um, we definitely just came from a really small town, man. I used to lead worship for about 80 old folks in a little church that was a little puny little old church um out in dry desert land nevada Mm. and um so it's still blowing my mind legit um to be to be out there doing doing stuff like winter jam so um it was super fun though man just being out with people too like people coming together filling up arena um worshiping jesus like that's that's flipping cool that's so fun yeah, so did you did you get to play with any of Skillet's pyro? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're just melting faces every night. I uh yeah, we're like the acoustic band that comes out and then you yeah. have Skillet just like throwing pyro and uh like how, he 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 straps these like giant uh cannons onto his arms that like blow yeah. smoke out. I'm like, what? <laughs> Uh, dude, I don't know if we'll ever be able to do that. The dude sweats yeah. like crazy too. I've seen Skillet several times live, and he just sweats like no other. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I know. There's like people, like all the kids, reaching out like for a high five, and then they like instantly regret it as soon as he actually <laughs> wipe wipe their hands <laughs> off. Like, oh was, man. Yeah, the dude too like goes so hard. I mean, I don't know how he does it every night. Like just you know, like they scream and like they're his, his voice is, his voice is amazing, honestly, for what he does. It's like the coolest voice, but, uh, John, he like goes so hard. He'll like, he gets, uh, what I like to call muckus, a lot of muckus going on down (laughs) here. And he'll, uh, he'll just, every now and then you'll just see him like hock a full on loogie, like just to the side of this, turn his head (laughs) and like clear his throat, like right on the stage. And I'm like, Oh, like, Uh. That's another thing you can like. It's only rock and roll, right? You're just like, yeah. okay, rock and roll. That's what all the that's what all the that's what all the smoke is for. It's to hide that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you kind of mentioned it a little bit. How did you all get your start? Yeah, we we started uh, as a what was supposed to be just one night of worship. Um, it was Halloween of 2008, and we didn't have enough people in one church to actually put together like a full functioning band, like a worship team to host this night. Um, but we really just like had a heart to bring music to our area. That was, you know, I don't know if it was like just young people we had in mind, but it was definitely like we were young people. And in our area, it was like a lot of the music that we heard, like we didn't get to express it in a way that felt like, the CDs that we loved or like they're, you know, the, the new Hill song record or whatever it was like, 
these bands that future of forestry, some of these bands that we just loved at the time and we were inspired by. And so we just wanted to bring something to people like us that were, were looking for that. And we want to just pour our hearts in and kind of pour our hearts into the sound and try and find the, you know, the, um, all the things that you, that you see more of nowadays where it's like you're, you're dialing in your reverbs and your, your tap tempos on your guitar pedals and like trying mm-hmm. to recreate those mm-hmm. sounds and make it sound as close to the record as we could. Yeah. And so at that time we were just like, we just wanted to host a worship night. We weren't bringing songs of our own. It was just like, let's bring these songs that we love. And we don't, we definitely would always try to, um, well, so we hosted that one night and everybody, that showed up, which there was about 300 people there or something like that. And we were like floored by that. That was crazy for our little town. It was in Carson city, Nevada, um, at a little church that had, had just built a new building. And so we, we hosted in there and we saw just the body of Christ, like come together because for one, like everybody was in a band was like from a different church. And so they invited their church and they invited their church and, you know, turns out it wasn't really intentional. It was just like multiple churches showed up and came together in our area and it united like a lot of the churches um, became this like kind of unifier just through this vehicle of worship. And so we just kept, um, we asked if everybody wanted to keep doing it and it was a resounding yes. So we, we just kept doing it. Um, but we would, we would always try to find like the, the new songs that hadn't come out yet, or like the next coolest thing or the next song that we thought was going to be the biggest next worship song or whatever. And that was fun because we would, you know, we'd have worship leaders from different surrounding counties or areas, you know, come up and they'd be interested in, Oh, what was that song? And can I take your set list and bring it back to my church? And, um, so that was fun. And then. We had, uh, just as it grew, we had an opportunity to open, uh, the local promoter asked us to open for Matthew West, who was coming through Reno, Nevada, which is about 30, 40 minutes north of where we were. And um, we were super stoked like about the opportunity, um, but we were also kind of like, like, are we supposed to, should we have a band name and should we <laughs> yeah. like... Maybe have our maybe have our own songs like, yeah. And so we were we were kind of writing me and another guy. We were writing music on the side, um, and so we just started leaning more into like worship. I don't know what you want to call it, like worship or Jesus centered, like kind of music that we felt like could you know minister to the church and. Um, and that was really kind of how it started. And, uh, and then I guess fast forward, just, we ended up playing at this, uh, festival in Northern California. It was kind of this battle of the bands type deal. There's a lot in that, but we had already gone back to our hotel. Didn't realize we were still in the competition. Come to find out later that night, uh, we get a call from actually the, uh, girl who ended up being my wife anyway she um called me she's like they just announced from main stage like i am they won this whole thing and uh you guys get to go to nashville to track a record wow <coughs> or tra- not track a record track a single mm-hmm. 
And, uh, but we were so stoked. We're like, what? We weren't even there to like receive the, (laughs) the award or whatever it was. And so, um, that sent us to Nashville, like months later, we actually had to raise most of the money to get there. We end up in Nashville. We tracked this single. Then that producer was like, I love this song. Can I send it to, uh, you know, my friends and we didn't know he didn't say whose friends were whatever but they ended up being like the five major record labels in nashville <laughs> we ended up getting calls that week from all these all the labels asking if we would come in and play them some songs and so we were not anticipating or expecting that didn't plan on that but we're like okay so we <laughs> went and played our songs with our acoustic guitars you know we were just yeah tripping we were freaked out and um shaking in our boots kind of thing and and uh you know they were into it and they were like play another song play another song and so we just um yeah we had like family there and stuff and so uh at that point we were um it was it was it was wild so uh anyway that was we ended up signing a record deal in nashville sometime later after that and I don't know. The rest is history. I could keep going, yeah. but, uh, it's crazy. Wow. It's awesome. It's awesome. My, uh, I was now I'm sitting at a gas station in Columbia, Tennessee, you know, <laughs> talking to you guys. <laughs> I was talking to my little girl tonight. She's eight. And she said, daddy, who, who are you guys interviewing tonight? And I said, I am they. And she goes, no, I am Lena. I said, no, I am they. <laughs> she goes, no, I am Lena. And then finally I was like, no, that's the, that's the group, honey. And then she, Asked that you're all song, and I said, you know, the big song you know is Scars. Oh yeah, I love that song. So, how? What's the? Awesome. What's I Am Day? What, what did it come from? Cool, cool. Yeah, we're we're grammatically challenged. We're <laughs> we're from the sticks, you know. I am. We are. They are you. Yeah. We 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 uh we we always say we're leading the league in pronouns, but we uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am they is is a uh, there's a passage in John where Jesus is praying for his disciples and he's referring to his disciples as they. And so that was just us personalizing this this identity that God was calling out for for us, you know. Obviously as a band, um just something that we wanted to personalize for our own lives, but also um it's been just cool just to see definitely how God has walked us more and more into that identity, like us as individuals, um, throughout the years. But, but it speaks even greater to, to just the the body of Christ at large, like for everybody in the body of Christ to be able to claim that and say, I am they, you know, like that's the identity that we carry. That's, you know, the, um, not just the songs that we're singing, but the lives that we're living. So so who are some of your biggest musical influences currently? Yeah, currently, man. Um, you probably see my eyes darting around right now because all I can think about is Disney songs and playlists from my kids. <laughs> uh, I, uh, which, you know, Disney in their own yeah. right is uh, really inspiring. I mean, they yeah. some killer melodies. But um, yeah, I have two kids myself. I have a 10-year-old. Um, he's turning 10 this year actually, which is in September, which is mind blowing to me. I'm like, Holy smokes. It's like a wake up call for me. Like, Holy, I'm getting, 
I'm getting old and we have been doing this for, you know, longer than it feels like. So, yeah. Um, cause I remember when he was brand new, man, we were moving to Nashville. Um, when my son was like, you know, real, real little. So, yeah. uh, and then my daughter, she's my little Southern belle, um, Amara joy. She's, uh, she was born out here in Tennessee, but, uh, she's just turned five in March. So, mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, they, uh, I feel like I, I, I don't know if any parents out there can relate, but I just don't feel like I listen to my music anymore. It's just like, <laughs> you know, you don't talk about Bruno. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like dad play Bruno again. Yeah. Um, but I love men. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to remember just some of my, some of my faves. There's definitely just some in the, in the worship realm, um, that are really inspiring. Some that have been like old time favorites, like the Crowders and the Matt Redmans of the world and, and people like that. Um, but also like some of the new artists like, uh, Kane, man, love those guys, love what they do, love their hearts. Um, love some of the songs they're writing. Um, that actually sounded really mean, not like some of the songs. I, I love their songs, but uh, they have some really incredible ones. I love the commission that's out right now. Um, and uh, We the Kingdom, like another great, you know, new oh, oh yeah. kind of worship group. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a, a, a really neat name. I am they, We the Kingdom. Right? Kinda. What are they trying to do here? Yeah. (laughs) Sounds, sounds kind of close. Yeah. And then, uh, honestly, just like some other, I guess, mainstream kind of people, like I love John Foreman. Like he's always been a huge influence Mm, for me. Um, I love Brooke Frazier. She's been a a huge influence over the years. Um, I love people that kind of like Matt Redman was one of the first, just because he was another one of those like deep thinkers and like put a lot of theology like into his music. Um, and I just love people that kind of like, you just feel kind of the richness of the lyric. Um, that's, that's always been really inspiring for me. Um, and, and also, uh, yeah, just as far as melodies and stuff like that go, there's people like John Mayer has always been, um, another, you know, he's not writing Christian, Christian music, but he's his in the intention that he puts Mm -hmm. behind his lyrics. Um, and the yeah. structures of his songs and progressions yeah. and all the, all the, you know, guitar playing, all of that definitely has been inspiring over the years. Um, there's another guy named Reeve Carney, um, who's an incredible songwriter, singer. Um, one of my faves, uh, he played with Johnny Lang. If you guys know yeah. Johnny Lang, he's kind of like a blues guy. Um, and uh, Zane Carney is Reeve Carney's brother. Both of those guys are insane. Mm-hmm. And Jared James, do you guys know Jared James? He's like a pop artist. Um, he's one of my faves. So I don't know. There's a handful. <laughs> yeah. So Matt, of all the uh, shows that you guys have played over the years, is there one in particular that stands out as far as uh, like your favorite ministry moment? Just, just. Um, worshiping on stage with some with a group of people man um there's there's really 
the last one you did, right? <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. I know that's uh, I, I I hear that answer regularly from different artists, but um, you know, and and I I agree with that. I mean, I think that's really special. Like, never know wh- which what one's going to be your last one, too. You know, like that might. I hope that doesn't sound morbid, sure. but I I always feel that way. You know, like people always say like when I get up there, I usually am sweating like a beast, maybe not as bad as John from skillet, but, uh, <laughs> I dance around and just give it my all man. Cause it's like, you don't know, you don't know when, when can be the last one. And, uh, whether it's last one on stage or whether it's the last one on earth, you know, it's like, uh, so anyway, there's definitely something special about, about the last one, but also, man, there was, playing Bridgestone arena here in Nashville on winter jam was really, really cool. Yeah. Another one that comes to mind, we played, uh, this, um, uh, it's like the, uh, not conference center, but it's basically like the big venue back home in Reno, Nevada. And we got to play that. I remember with casting crowns and that was another big show, like in a home in our hometown. And that just felt like such a full circle kind of moment, you know, of like, that's all of awesome. our families were there and we're in this place that we remember seeing this person or that person is just really, really special. Um, and then there's been really cool shows. Like some of the ones in, out in Europe, like, uh, we're just really, really special, really wild. We met some really sweet people that have been family, you know, out on that side of the world ever since. And, um, so those are, those have been really cool. There's another one I remember, we played in, um, I think it was U.S. Bank Arena, and there were like that was maybe the most people that we've ever had at a show. I mean, that arena is insane, and uh, it was for some some event. I can't remember how many tens of thousands of people were there. It was just crazy in that regard. But my son was there with me, and I'm trying to remember how old he was five, maybe at the time. And I remember him climbing up the stairs just at the front of the stage. I had him, like, come up. He climbed up the front of the stage, like, gave me a big hug on the front of the stage, you know, in that moment. And he, like, started crying. And it was just such a, like, a, that was yeah. such a, that was one of those moments, like, of my whole quote-unquote career where it was just, like, if I could, a special moment, that was, oh, yeah. that was it. Um, and then he actually just, we hugged and then he left or like went and he ended up sitting just right at the end of the stage on the front step, like in front of all these people. And he just hung out there for the rest, just watching us by himself for the rest of the show. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was cute and it was special, but, um, man, there's, there's so many, man, just really, uh, obviously all the shows we get to hear from people, um, of what's going on in their lives. You know, that's just for me, but like there's people, that it's been so inspiring and what inspires us the most is obviously just hearing people's stories and testimonies and people that are showing up that are in, you know, just the lowest place uh, of their lives, you know, like they just lost their wife, like, or they just lost their husband or Mm -hmm. their child. Like I've heard all of those things, you know, even days before like that night and somehow they're showing up, they're still showing up and they're uh you know some of them can't even get out words you know but they're they're there they're present they're showing up to stand in the presence of the lord and and 
to give them their heart, you know? And, um, you know, those kind of things are just really, really impacting obviously and inspiring and special. So. Wow. Matt, I remember, um, December of 2020, uh, my family and I went to one of your shows in Nashville. It was a Christmas show with you and the newsboys, the Katinas were there. Oh no. <laughs> the Katinas were there. And oh, man. 2020 was, you know, a troubling year for a lot of people and especially in the music industry. You know, how do we yeah. how are we gonna make money now? How are we gonna you know, you're not performing, right. so you know, paychecks stop and so yeah. it was just a challenging year, especially, you know, for musicians and mm-hmm. um you guys uh, played a, a song, Scars and what stood out to me is I love to hear stories behind those songs. And you guys played these mm. clips on the screen behind you all as you were singing. And it was like the, the people in your band, you know, and, and yourself mm-hmm. shared mm-hmm. your testimonies mm-hmm. uh, on this screen. And um, it was, it was powerful. And so could you please tell our listeners and uh, the story behind the song scars? Yeah, man. Thank you so much for saying that. And, uh, Christmas shows. Uh, anyway, I'll just cut to the chase here. Um, <laughs> I really, yeah. I really loved your all's <laughs> versions of the Christmas songs. It was, it was good. <laughs> Gosh, I was, I was going to say, man, we've never been good at, we haven't really like, we've never like released any Christmas thing. Uh, well, actually that's mm-hmm. not true. We did release one Christmas single white Christmas, but, um, we've never like been super intentional or ever like, like done a Christmas project for real, for real. And yeah. so when Christmas rolls around and we have a Christmas show or some kind of Christmas thing gets booked, uh, I just feel like we're flying by the seat of our pants. Like it always just feels <laughs> like, Oh, and then, and then Michael people, Tate got out. People out are going to hate this. Michael Tate got out there and he did his Elvis impression. He did blue, blue or uh, yeah, blue Christmas. And, uh, he, he pretty, he did a pretty good job. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, man. Uh, woo. Yeah. So speaking of scars, we probably scarred you that night, but we, uh, <laughs> we, um, yeah, we all have, we all have testimonies. Um, there's, there's, there's testimony of things that our band has been through collectively, you know, over the years. And I think that, that that's part of where that song came from. But I also think definitely like we just, we wanted to tell our personal testimonies as well. Like the things that we have walked through and the things that God has redeemed in our lives. And, um, I think a lot of times, you know, we just kind of recognize like, Hey, what if we just told the truth and just kind of laid it out there and we're vulnerable we just got to see God really like, I mean, that again, that was kind of where that song was birthed from. And I think that honesty and that vulnerability and transparency, like God used that to like take us to a a different level, like in our, uh, not, not just like the band. I think that song has maybe, you know, made, made the the biggest impact or whatever you want to say uh of the songs of our music or whatever but uh i think for us just like ministry like for us in the band and and through the 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 ministry of i am they um it just 
open the door to so much more of that because we were, uh, you know, I just feel like we followed the Lord's leading and, and taking us to taking us there and sharing some of those things. So, yeah, man, we have testimonies, um, of, uh, there are a lot of real world kind of things that were going on in our group that we recognized like, man, these, this is stuff that you hear a lot of inside and outside of the church. And I, I think this is going to resonate with some people, you know? And so, uh, things like divorce, things like clinical depression, things like pornography, uh, things like addiction, like, uh, alcohol, drugs, um, you know, Justin, uh, back on our, he's our keyboard player. He's, uh, me and him are like the OGs in the band. We've been, been in this thing since, uh, since the, the, the original days, but, um, you know, he was like, a. I mean, me and Justin have known each other since we were like sixth graders in, in youth group. Um, but as we kind of grew up and, you know, we ended up going our own ways kind of thing, um, just in our, our, our regular lives or whatever in town, little did I know, like he, he had gone off and he ended up being like one of the biggest drug dealers in our little town. And he was, you know, addicted to, uh, meth and, uh, it came from like Oxycontin and, um, there, there were, uh, yeah, a, a number of things, but it was a crazy, crazy thing. He ended up in jail, hit rock bottom, yeah. um, cried out to the Lord basically in that moment, like hadn't talked to God in forever. And that just brought him to, uh, I mean, to hear him just tell his, his testimony of his mom coming in, meeting him, he thought was going to be there to, to just bail him out then he saw his mom in in handcuffs um because they had found his stash in her place and uh and so but for for him to see like his mom who's like the she's like an angel uh never do a wrong thing in her life kind of thing like she's just the sweetest little filipino lady uh you know and that was just like his rock bottom moment he said you know and um but God just met him there and it wasn't, wasn't more than some months after he had come out of that place that he, um, it was like a rededicating of his life and God radically transformed his life out of that. Um, but that was when we, our paths crossed again. And I asked him like, Hey man, like, I don't, I don't even remember what happened. I remember praying with him. Um, but I was like, what do you think about like coming in and playing keys, you know, with us, like for, uh, one of these nights of worship that we were having. And, uh, he did that. And man, now he's gotten to share his testimony and God has, you know, just totally redeemed him. And, and we've gotten to celebrate year after year of, uh, how God has taken him out of that. And, and now he's using it, you know, just like all these testimonies, to hopefully minister to somebody else out there, you know, who's either in the midst of that, or maybe they have a testimony that, uh, of, of that redeemed in their lives, but they just haven't opened up their mouth about it or something like that. But I just think the point is, um, you know, like the, like the song is a gospel song. It's about the redeeming power 
of Jesus for our scars. Like the Bible says, by his wounds, we are healed and recognizing that it ain't, it's not just us that has scars. Like Jesus has scars and not only has Mm -hmm. had scars, but has scars actually rose from the grave and still carried the scars and that those scars he, he used like as a demonstration of like that those scars didn't tell a story of death. They told a story of life. And it's such an example of, um, you know, for us and, and what God wants to do with our stories, with our, the devastations in our lives, like the, the woundings that we have, the things that oftentimes we want to hide. He wants to say, no, like that's the testimony uh, of, right. of who I am and my goodness and my glory and, uh, for, for his glory. And so, um, that's all, that's all we've, you know, wanted to do. And, um, it's just been really cool to see how God has, has used that. Um, so yeah. And, yeah. And that's a powerful thing. Cause I know me as a youth pastor, I found that the biggest impact I find I have when I'm, uh, walking through something with one of my youth is, you know, they listen to me and I'm like the youth pastor. So I'm always going to talk about the Bible and stuff. But when I tell them, Hey, listen, here's what I struggle with. Yeah. And here's what I've gone through. And they look at me like, like you struggle with that. And that it does something. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, man, you're real. Like you're going through this with me. And it's the, you know, God using my weakness to, to, you know, for his glory, yeah. it, it points them to Amen. him and, it, and it's relatable. And so that's powerful. So we love the song. Thank we love you guys. Song. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. So, uh, so Matt, what's uh, up next this year for I am they other than you probably going to waffle house behind you for dessert. <laughs> Where is uh, it? Where is it? Where is next? it? Oh, <laughs> right on. You guys are catching. <laughs> yes. I saw it. Over, I saw it over your shoulder. No joke, bro. There's, where are we at? Where are we at? What do we got here? We got Dollar General. We got we got Taco Bell. We got <laughs> McDonald's where I'm at the Shell Station. Waffle House. Yeah, I'm right. That's everything you need. <laughs> That's right. We all should just do rehearsals I'll there. just throw it in park here and sleep in the back and we're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up for rehearsal again tomorrow. Eat your egg and um, muffin. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, we are actually releasing... Um, we're kind of doing, so this is something that we've, we've done through the years. Not only have we, you know, it's been awesome to see how God has allowed us to write music and share our, excuse me, share. I shouldn't have had that Coke with my Chick-fil-A earlier, guys. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, uh, just share our own hearts through our music, but also like, we just feel like, man, God started this as a worship band. We were, we were singing our favorite worship songs, like the songs that we feel like God is using, like in the body of Christ. And how can we be a mouthpiece for those as well? Um, and so that's been something that we've carried through our, our whole time as a band, um, from the first record, like singing songs that, um, weren't songs that we wrote. And, um, and to be okay with that, you know, and to just be like, Hey, just let, like, just live open-handedly, like, before God and let him use the songs he wants to use. But um, all that to say, yeah, this year we're starting with another one of those projects. Um, and I don't think we've said this anywhere, but it's called Chapel Sessions. And uh, we have a handful of our favorite worship songs 
um, and kind of our versions of those. We had we had released. I guess the most recent ones were um, we did Christ Be Magnified, um, one of my favorite worship songs. You know, recent worship songs, and um, written by a guy called uh, Cody Carnes and mm-hmm. uh, Ethan Hulse, another one of our favorite writers and friends in town, and um, and. Then we just released a song called Gratitude, um, written uh, by Brandon Lake, I think was the guy who put that out first, but um, written by him, obviously. Brandon, I mean, where don't you see Brandon Lake anymore? I mean, yeah, he's, no. he's uh, just wherever you look in Christian music, there's a Brandon Lake there. Like, yeah, he's there, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we just released that one, and we're getting ready to release um, the next handful of those. And then um, I think we're going to follow that with our next um, – uh, that's kind of like a worship EP, and then we want to do like an original EP also, and that's going to have all of our newest original songs on it. Okay. Um, and we'll probably release those like one at a time also and have um, – you know, I think we want to put out our next like single to radio and that kind of thing. And uh, there is a song, the first one uh, that I know I want it to be the first one. Um, I'm super pumped on, and I'm really excited about it. I think it'll be a. I think it, I, I, it, it's it's special for me, so um, I'm excited about it. But yeah, new music this year, so awesome! awesome. Woohoo! Exciting things. So yeah. to, to wrap up real quick, um, we'd just like to ask you to tell a story or a testimony that's maybe even recently happened to build up our listeners' faith. Uh, so what has God been doing in your life recently that you're willing to share? Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, there is, man, God has been, God is so, so tremendous. Like, His faithfulness I'm sure we could just pass the mic here, but like, and, yeah, and just absolutely. talk about how God has been so faithful, like, you know, every year, but like, man, the last couple of years have been, like you said, really crazy. Um, and I think just the fact that we're, we're still here, um, mm-hmm. together, uh, singing, you know, singing new songs, just got off a of winter jam the fact that we just got to play to human faces and, yeah. uh, you know, instead of a half a face yeah. or whatever, like got oh, to yeah. hear some, <laughs> some voices coming back at us. Um, like we're, we're reminding ourselves, you know, at these shows. Um, and we, we've, we've said it over and over, like, man, it's really helped us as a band, not only recognize like as a testimony, like the, the faithfulness of God to like bring us through and to kind of get us to the other side, but um, just that we won't take those things for granted again either. So yeah, it, that, that's been, that's been a huge testimony. I know just for us collectively as a band and uh, again, yeah, there's, there's, there's a number of testimonies um, on winter jam, you know, individual testimonies as well that we're just, people people by the thousands come into Jesus and so that's another thing that I don't want to just generalize it but there are literally a, a lot of people oh, yeah. uh, 
with real testimonies like and we would share those things on the tour we got to have tour church on winter jam is super cool they created this culture that was you know bring everybody that was out on the tour together um, and we got to share every week like those testimonies um, of these kids and youth groups and things like that of people you know coming and sharing their testimonies people that you know had been there's just a, a, a lot of stuff whether it was addiction or whether it was adoptions or being you know deserted by their family or uh you know a lot of things but people being rescued by the love of jesus um so yeah god is god is awesome he's faithful there's a there's a passage i want to just share it's hebrews 10 23 it says let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful and um, that's just a verse that man all of us as believers right now in this season there's a lot of testimony there's a lot of um, you know promises that we're walking into but I also believe like there's probably going to be like I believe that we're, we could also be walking into another season where maybe the, te- the heat might be turned up a little more on us and are we ready for that are our roots deep enough like are they planted in good soil um can we hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess like the things that we sing about can we hold to that in our lives and in the real life um so i just want to encourage you know whoever it is out there with that with that verse that that it's not it's not by our own strength obviously it's because it says, for he who promised is faithful. It's on. It's because of his character. It's because of his faithfulness. So, um, and it's by his strength. So, yeah. That's awesome. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for sharing yeah, that. Yeah, y'all. Thank you. And thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us. For it was sure. A, it was a big honor for us. Thank, thank you, you guys. That, my honor. Thank you guys so much. And thanks for dealing with my redneck self here in my no i don't know whatever my my hillbilly self out here in my truck in the gas station well thanks for listening and thanks again matt from i am they be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to yours please leave a five-star review it is much appreciated be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at christian music guys We are a listener-supported podcast, so go to christianmusicguys.com to find out more about how you can join our support team. It's much appreciated. Thanks again. See you next week.